War is inevitable. All around the mulberry bush. Ah, I wonder whose idea that was. You've made the right choice. 90% of people can't hit their shit on you. Time for Boston Come! I have not played him since they fixed it. I wasn't. Oh, wait. I was playing him, too. I'm a wizard! I, I can't hear you over the sound of my freedom. Split push! Victory is ours! Split push! Howdy, folks. Welcome to the real episode 56 of the Split Push Podcast here. You know, we're talking about some smite here today from your PlayStation Island, and we got a little little influence from the mainland here with us today, too. But before we get to that, I got along with me here, the ever-wonderful Yuki. Then we got Guy. Hey, what's up, everyone? And we got Dan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? You know, that's Dirt Nap Dan, actually. I forgot to say the whole thing. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? How dare you give away my real name? Damn. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Dan. Um, so, Beagle is off running with her own kind this weekend. Uh, literally, I mean that. There's three Beagles at the house that she's at right now. And uh, special guest with us here today, none other than Raythan himself. Hey, guys. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Having a great day. Happy it's Friday. All yes. Right. TGIF. I don't know about y'all, but when we're done here recording, I'm heading to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm, not me. I'm chilling yes. at home. Yes. Oh, I am leaving the kids behind. Two t- double, work, double, double everything weekend. That's what I said. <laughs> just, just about. It actually is three of the things, but, uh. You know, before we go too far off here in our smite musings, uh, let me throw the floor uh, over here to Raythan, just to, for those that may not know of his glory, uh, why don't you share a little <laughs> bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, who you are, what your favorite uncle is, and, you know, whatever you have to say. His glory, I like that. Yeah, my glory. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so my name is Raythan, I'm a community figure, content creator, streamer, um, and just, I, I guess just somebody who's, uh, had a presence in smite for, uh, quite a long time now. It feels like it since, uh, I started playing in season three, but, um, no, I, I kind of started getting involved with the smite community. Um, after, uh, I, I, the, the streaming thing kind of took off out of nowhere, uh, on me. Um, I had initially streamed for some friends of mine that I had worked with. Um, that uh, were traveling all around the country and didn't have time to dedicate to figuring out, a, hey, you know, how do I play this god or how do I play this role or, or um, all these different things. And we were on PlayStation at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a, I, I still, I think, I think I just passed my number of hours on PlayStation uh, with PC like last week. But um, yeah, so I started streaming to, uh, so these guys could watch while they were in Seattle and Washington and all these other places. Um, and I would stream and teach them how to play and then people started stopping by and listening. And, uh, so I've kind of become, you know, the advocate, or I like to think of myself as the advocate for, you know, smite for the average player by the average player. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. you're not going to see me making any highlight plays or, uh, I, I, I have way more fails and victories, but, um, the whole point was 
that there is plenty of representation for the new player experience. There's plenty of representation for the high end player experience. And nobody's out here really talking about how, you know, the average player feels when they play the game. And I wanted to be that guy and be that voice. And so it worked out pretty well so far. I got a lot of endorsements from some friends and here we are today hanging out with you guys on the podcast. Um, yeah, that's where I was from. I'm uh, based down in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a whole other uh, job that uh, eats up all of my time, and so I'm based down here. Yeah, it does not always suck when real life gets involved with our gaming. I know, right? I, I literally can't wait to uh, put the close the laptop upstairs and walk down and uh, get on get on the stream. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, I, I think you forgot the part about your favorite uncle. Oh gosh, my favorite uncle. Jeez, uh, it's got to be my godfather. Uh, he dropped me on my head when I was a little kid, but he's been really nice to me ever since. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Actually, I landed on my stomach, but it's funnier to say it was my head. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, when little dirt nap Dan rolled over for the first time, he rolled right over off the bed and fell onto the floor. But Barney, his stuffed Barney, was there to save him as he landed comfortably on him and then just kind of rolled off to the side. Perfect. Yeah. We're glad to have you with us today, Dan. Yep. Thanks, me too. Clear, sort of. clear you, you're not messed up at all. <laughs> he loves Barney to this day. I love you. You love me. You know that song all too well. Because, you know, actually... Whenever the kids were grumpy growing up, we had a, a Barney CD in the car. And, if, you know, kids getting grumpy in the car is the worst because you just can't get away from them. So we yeah. would plop in the Barney CD and guaranteed every time they'd cheer up. Every time. It's hard to be mad Sometimes. when someone's literally screaming, I love you, over and over. Yeah. Well, anyway, enough of our Well, maybe not stories. screaming, you know. You know what I mean. Well... We're talking about my singing. I, I thought you were on point with that. But anyway, uh, back to Smite. So a um, little bit about what happened here. Uh, we had uh, having some technical difficulties. So that's why this is the real episode 56, because the other episode of 56 did not quite happen as intended. So sorry about that, folks. That's why we missed a week, but that's why we're back here for you. Uh, so we're, instead of doing the patch notes, we're just going to kind of maybe do some hindsight on how we felt patch notes, you know, or how the change from the patch has affected things. The Neo-Afro patch, right? Yes. <laughs> that patch. And what's the deal? Actually, I, I, I just seen this on Twitter today, but didn't get the details on it. What's the whole deal with Afro and Sasano together? Anybody? I don't know. Some sort of e-boy thing going on. I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's an e-boy, e-girl meme, basically. The Afro is attached to the Sasanos. Sasanos' biggest weakness is that when he goes in, he has to use part of his kit to get out. And so the whole in and out doesn't exist with an Afro. He can just go in all in and kill everybody. Uh, so the whole joke is, is that you get the, the e-boys and e-girls. Be my, be my Afro to my Sasano. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Now we're all up to date. Where's my afro? Let's and go, she ladies. Has been like literally in every game I have been in, no matter the mode. She's been there. Afros have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but anyway, <laughs> sounds like dirt. Uh, guys. Uh, mama is home. Well, the dog's mama, that is. But anyway, patch notes. Neo Olympia. 
Updated 16 days ago. All right, damn. Time flies to do when you're having fun in life. But uh, overall, uh, skin-wise, I'm really looking forward to the Poseidon, the Bacchus, and um, really those two. Well, what do you other guys think about skins here? <laughs> Dan? Um, fuck you. <laughs> Caught Dan mid-laugh there. Uh, I thought that every skin that came out looked really cool that I checked out. And uh, I really can't wait to see... I, I, I can't wait to see the Vomin skin in-game, because I haven't yet. Yeah, that was interesting. I think overall, I thought it looked pretty good. But I, I, I don't like have any money for skins, so I'm not going to get any of these skins. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you What do you think, Grayson? Uh, I'm a big fan of the Cerberus skin. I got to be honest with you. I was playing around with that thing in jungle practice the other day, and uh, I I think I don't know. I'm I'm really encouraged by the quality of skins that we've been getting lately. Mm -hmm. Um, just the the general um. The, the visual effects, the, the, the ways that they're getting creative with their themes. Um, you know, it, it, and I, I don't know if it has anything to do with Chuck's departure or not, but like, you know, we used to get a lot of angel and demon and skull and crossbones, and now it seems like they're kind of flexing the, the futuristic side a little bit more and better, and um, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I think all the skins that are coming out this patch are, are phenomenal. Yeah, I generally do like the the futuristic ones. The, the Cerberus, I thought th there was something weird about it to me, though. And I don't know if it's just I need to see it better yet, or, you know, if just the clips, something in the clips was throwing me off. I don't know. But I think it looks awesome as hell. I think the, there's there's two animation issues with it that I think are going to throw people off. One is this basic attack animation. It, it looks like he's firing something, right? You don't really usually think of that as a range or as a close-up melee attack right so i think that'll confuse mm -hmm. some people um and then the second thing that i think is unnerving for people is the fact that he just kind of glides around on the floor like he's t-posing yeah um, I, think I think that's what it was you know it just seemed awkward you know looking at the card art he's on wheels so okay he's supposed to be rolling along right yeah i think they probably could have done a little bit more animation on the uh the foot peg wheels just to make it very obvious that um you know they that's what was going on just i don't know it's just more visually um yeah stimulating i guess well i know they only have so many different things that they can do with each model and you know it, sometimes you, you yeah. gotta prioritize right oh yeah absolutely my, my big thing from the out of the skins is i just i, I, well, I want the bacchus and because that looks awesome and the the Poseidon, just his his cracking. That that is that's the shit. <laughs> I I can't hear you over the sound of my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So who who all has the the patriotic skins now? Do they have a guardian yet? No. Uh, I don't think so. Nike, it's Nike has one. Zeus, Nike Ra, does. Nike, Poseidon, uh, Nox. Ma Mage is representing, huh? Oh, Nox yeah. does. Nox does. I think that's it. Huh, yeah. They need. I like when they flesh good teams out with a, a theme, because, well, then you can play that, you know? I'd like, I like yep. to see Cuckoo Lane one. That'd be awesome. I, oh, the E-United Cuckoo Lane one probably 
is like a half count maybe right that's pretty cool one. i like that one uh you know because you can chant like usa and stuff like that or not i don't know any his last uh, hope mm-hmm. so moving through the patch here uh not really gonna i don't think we're gonna hindsight any really of the bug stuff here but uh there was some uh stuff going on with kukulain that you bring him up how's that anything going on with that How, are we settled with that how's that looking I have not played him since they fixed it. So, uh, I, have to, I, I haven't played it since they fixed it, so we'll see. Dan, weren't you playing with Yuri while he was playing uh, Kukulain? Um, I wasn't, maybe. Uh, you were, you were, Dan. I know you were. I remember oh, seeing wait. you now. I was playing him, too, because I was playing Afro, and the Lotus Crown like stays permanently on him forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I do remember it now. That's intended. <laughs> <laughs> that's intended no it is it's 100% as we had this discussion yeah, yesterday that's, that's what I said too I, I, we were yeah. talking about it. I said well that seems like that would be a intended trans- a intended interaction because of just the way it works yep 100% intended uh, we somebody brought this up as a bug the other day and we had a conversation about it and it is 100% intended because it is an ability based heal uh, that he gets the benefit of because of his passive and so yeah. Did Fro Double G bring that up to you? I have Lunch no is. idea who mentioned it. I can't yeah, leak secrets. To him that day. I cannot reveal my sources. Nah, we're just I not supposed to, to kill talk. you. We, we have this like whole list of things <laughs> we can talk about. It, yeah, it, it was probably Fro. It was somebody in the Olympian Discord, and right. we had a discussion around it. But oh, yeah, man, right. I was actually just gonna bring that up. Uh, that that is a very good way to stomp the enemy team is attach your Afro to your Kakolin and let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, he was literally we were playing arena and. <laughs> He was going into their fountain and just fighting with me attached to him. Yeah, dude, there's a video in the damn Discord. Yeah. He's diving the fountain trying to kill someone. <laughs> like, I think okay. the, fount- the fountain does it? true damage. It shouldn't- yep. He came right out of it. It was amazing. Did you just hop over to Discord, watch the video. I, think I actually think I had to ult him also. <laughs> what to get channel him out is it? And shell him. And I took Ada and Neath ult also at the same time. Oh yeah, you did. You did take the knee salt, dude. That that was fucking phenomenal. Where? What channel is it in? Uh, oh, I think I it don't... might have been general. I thought maybe. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll find it and let you know. Um, I mean, I've scrolled up to the neon section. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's an off-topic. That's where it's at. Oh and, god, damn it! Yeah. So, how you guys been enjoying the the arena updates? Does the Minotaur feel any better? He is definitely stronger. That's good. I like Minotaurs. They should be strong. They should never, ever be weak. Right. Ever. I didn't even get to read the patch notes, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, uh, the Minotaur, they increased his health per minute from 20 to 150. Oh, cool. Physical, physical power from 50 to 125, and increased physical power per minute from 0 to 40. Hmm. So it sounds like he can, you know, maybe uh, do something now more than just kind of. Yeah, he's not just a meat shield. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing some of this arena now. I played the uh, assault actually uh, after the patch came out, and um, so I'll have some thoughts on that. But I'm looking forward to that arena now because you know how people group up when that Minotaur is coming across. (laughs) It's like you can count on it. 
you know, if you're Aries or, you know, any of those gods, you know, with, with those big area effects, you just walk up behind that Minotaur and then they're going to group up because that's, oh my God, we got to kill that thing. And they all get in this little ball of easy targeting. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think the whole ball. idea behind that is it gets people out of the base, right? Like if you, like, I, mm-hmm. I noticed that like, like base humping is like a huge thing. Um you know that, that in that's a problem in, in arena. Really, it is. I mean, you know, you, you kind of jerk around with each other until your alts are up. Everybody goes all in, and then when their alts are up, you hide in your base. When your alts are up, you come out, and maybe you'll leave to kill a minotaur every once in a while. And so I think you know, if you don't get out ahead of it and you know make a conservative effort to to fight it, you know, almost the whole way down the track, like it's going to go into your portal. So I think that's a good change. Oh, here's one thing that's not in patch notes. The speed uh, speed pot is now in all game modes. Mm-hmm. That that will be in the patch notes, by the way. It will be? That's good. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Um, so just FYI, uh, as our technical issues uh, seem to have uh, struck again, Yuki has dropped out uh, from here. Hopefully he'll be back here, but, eh, you know, I don't know. So... It is as it is at this point in time because I got plans to head to camp, so there's no time to pause and wait. So, moving on. Um, assault. So, uh, yeah. Dan is severely disappointed with it. Right, Dan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Tell everybody why assault sucks now. Hold on, I gotta scroll down to it exactly because I want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, read it right. word for word. And y'all might laugh, but this is why Assault sucks, and I'm never playing it again. There is no longer a ledge for the fountain, and it now sits flush with the ground. Fuck that, man. That was like my favorite part of Assault, was jumping off the fountain and getting that sick airtime. Come on. (laughs) I'm not sure why there was a ledge. I don't know. But I I just picked it as my dumb thing to be pretend mad about. So I'm mad about it. I think originally it was kind of to reinforce the you can't go back. Right. You know? But even if you could get back, it didn't matter because you still couldn't buy. It wasn't actually tied to that area in that sense. Like the other game modes were, all right, well, I'm on it. Now I can. Right. It, it assault, as soon as you left it, you were done until you died. You know, so because there was a time or two I somehow got back up there. I have no idea how, but um, it happened. And I was like, well, well, shit, while I'm here. Oh, fuck. Like, no, I wanted to buy something. But, so yeah, you lost that. Uh, they also messed with the orbs, so they decreased the number of orbs that spawn on the map from six to four and relocated two of the four that remain. So, decrease them to zero. No, I kind of like it where it's at now. Uh, so, I, that's, we played, I don't know, a bunch of games of Assault the other night. And I think the last game. When I was Sylvanas, yeah, um, well, we had a shit team because our original roll-in was four Guardians and an Assassin. After doing some re-rolls, trading and re-rolling and and all that crap, we ended up with two Guardians, two Assassins, and a Warrior. So yay us. Um, But the other team had an Ares, and I'm like, you know what? I'm Sylvanas. I'm also kind of our mage. Uh, and our healer, I don't really want to waste my alt to get away from his, because I'm not always going to be in a position to actually do anything with it, other than just 
escape with it, and that's away. So I'm like, I'm gonna buy beads right out the bat. You know, we got a healer. Let's see how this goes. At no point did I ever miss meditation. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many of us actually bought something different, but I, I kind of like that meditation does not seem to be a required item for everybody to have now. That is a nice thing, but yeah, that is a nice thing. I just think it takes away of what assault is. I'll tell you what, though. The matches we played were all fun and competitive. Like, like really, we had to work hard to win. The games were back and forth. They, they were hard-fought games. And when, you, and when we won, it was just, yes, that was fucking awesome. Uh, you know, <laughs> the one game I was playing, Nija, and I'm like, I'm okay with Nija. I'm still kind of, you know, getting the, the rhythm down and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, the enemy team had this Bologna. Every time her alt was up, it was landing on me, and it was always from out of nowhere. I'm like, like, hey, Bologna's back in the fight, because, yeah, I'm dead again. Because she was the only physical they had, and I started off with magic defense offense item, and that kind of sucked. So she just targeted me, and I'm like, that's, that's just, mm. I, when people do that, yeah. Yeah, I really like the new assault map. I just don't like the orbs. Don't like the orbs. I, I don't like love the them because I feel like the goal—I feel like the goal they were trying to accomplish—they made it worse. They were like, you know, trying to fix snowballing and camping, but all they did was make snowballing and camping more. Well, they weren't trying to fix snowballing at all. They were trying to prevent tower humping. Mm-hmm. People who just sat there, right, like, right, you, right. You'd sit there for twenty-five minutes. You'd die one at a time so that they couldn't seize your tower. And then you'd come back with five items and win the game. Right. So uh, that and, was and the, the big orbs, problem. Is there had to be the orbs punishment. Definitely help us that. Yeah, there had to be punishment for not playing the game at all. You know, I think that was that was the way it was intended anyway, right? So I think right. I, I personally, I think it's made a lot more gods viable, um, especially those without CC immune ultimates, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, it used to be you had to buy meditate whether you had a CC immune ult or not. And if somebody got an Ares or anybody with a stun, like you were just getting farmed on cooldown, right? So I think the number of acceptable gods has gone up. The relic choices have gone up. Um, I don't know. Personally, I, I don't mind it at all. If I, I know you didn't ask, but I'll throw my two cents in on that one because oh, we. Hey, hey, real quick. That's why we have you on the show. Throw <laughs> your two cents in. <laughs> you hop in there whenever you want. But. Oh, boy. You're going to regret <laughs> inviting that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah, have at it. So, you know, I don't know. I, I had a blast that night. I, I thought it was great. At no point did I feel bad about the changes. I thought they felt pretty good. It, it gave you, a, there was always an option on, on defense that you had that one orb, but you were giving up three to the other team. You know, so they definitely had the advantage to push in and, you know, it was used. It was definitely used. And, and Yuki had like, had us like, on point, as the orbs were spawning, our group was falling back and hitting them, taking control of the map and pushing forward. And the only game we lost was actually that last game where we really got Scooby Dude on the the team comp. But you know, even yeah. then, we had a lot of fun, and it was not a t- terribly lopsided game. Actually, uh, even though they had an Ares and a lot of big area effect shit, uh, 
the the first wave, Aries ulted first, and Yuki was playing Zing Chen. Oh my god, this is so fucking great. So Aries ulted first, which meant that Yuki could use his ult to get out of it, but timed it just right so that he grabbed three of them, including Aries. And threw them under the tower where I had beaded and run back to him like, oh, hi, welcome to underneath our tower. Let me help you up. And throw them all up into the air with my alt then. And we ended up uh, having a nice, nice opening set. But then we kind of trailed off because we didn't really have a mage or a hunter. Hmm. Mages and hunters hmm. are really important. <laughs> they are indeed. You yeah. find that out when you don't have one. You're like, wow, this is what it's like. Hmm. I mean... Do you want to know, this is, I, I don't know if they rolled into this or if they had any trades, because, you know, it doesn't tell you that. But let me just tell you what this other team was, because I shit you not, we went up against a Merlin and an Arthur, and Ares, obviously, I already told you about that, Jean Kui, and their healer was Changa. So, mm. yeah. Ouch. You know, we had me and Yuki, and then we had Beagle playing Bastet, uh, Lucille, a.k.a. Yuri. Uh, playing Kali, uh, and our random was playing Achilles. Played really, really well, but it was just, I already told you what the other team was. <laughs> and the fact that we had no hunters or mages. Yeah, I feel like assassins have probably benefited from the new assault map more than anybody. 100%. Oh, it's yeah. like they can move around and they got a little side lane they can come in and out of, so. And hey, you know what? Just thinking of it. Diving ta- diving tower, you know, there's going to be an orb there between those two towers. So now you can dive through, and, and if you play it right, you can grab that orb to heal up. There you go. Uh, I mean, I think the other thing is, is that, you know, with all those gods that didn't have self-sustain, that they only did their damage up close, right? Like, well, take Susana, for example, right? Like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go try and pick off one of their team. And then I've got 10% HP left for the basically the rest of the game, unless I die. Now he has an option to say, okay, I'm going to go make this aggressive move because I know that healing is coming up. So if I make it out and I get my kill, I can actually dive in on people. Yeah. I, I don't know. Guy, I know you don't like them, but I'm going to call shenanigans and say they're awesome. I think mm. they're pretty, pretty just right now <laughs> with the four. Yeah, I, have to try. I haven't played it with the four yet, so I'll have to see. There you go. I like That's how Baron, Baron Zombie's a healer now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. How awesome is that? It's about Thank time. Thank goodness. You know, I know they were looking at the numbers, but the one thing that is a problem with numbers is numbers can be influenced by your perception of them. Oh, look, he's not a great healer. Well, yeah. You know, if he's not labeled as a healer, not everybody actually plays him as a healer. Not everybody knows how to even play him. Yeah. Who's that? But Baron Somdi. Oh, you mean Baron's classified as a healer now? Yeah. In Assault, yes. Oh, I wonder uh, whose idea that was. It, it was definitely ours. We've been yelling about We've that. We've been yelling out about it for months, like at least six months. Since he months. fucking came out. <laughs> Since he fucking came out, I've been yelling about that. That, that is ridiculous. I feel like there was some Olympian influence there, though, is what Mr. Wraith is trying to say. I uh, can't talk about what goes on in there <laughs> uh, at all. You should uh, no, we, t- we, take we a line about from that my change. brother. Cannot divulge that information. We, we talked about it, and you know, the numbers, it, it's kind of funny because the numbers, the numbers don't tell the whole story because 
Baron's heel is a frustrating heel, right? A Horus mm -hmm. heel or a Guan heel is not a frustrating heel. A Horus heel or a Guan heel is everybody get topped off. We're going to go in again, right? So, you know, but when you're in the middle of a fight and you're getting half health by a Baron ability, his whole team is faster and gets a huge chunk of HP back. It's just the timeliness of it that is more mm -hmm. frustrating. Like, you could heal your whole team to full with your hell, and I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yep, yeah, it's hell. She's healing her team. Okay, great. But it's when you're diving 80 billion people and they get a Lotus Crown proc for free off an ability that you're never going to miss because there's five of you in a little tiny corridor. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just like, oh, God. Frustrating. It's it's the only reason his numbers were lower is because you can't out of combat heal with him. Yeah. But, right. yeah. But I think you got it right. Frustrating heal. Because there's so many mm -hmm. times where like, yeah, I got this guy and all of a sudden, poof. Like, well, what the hell was that? Where did all that health come from? Yeah, you look up yeah. and you look down to see if your ability's up, and then you look back up and he's got half health, and you're like, "Huh? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. You say what now? <laughs> yeah, the worst is it's half health and you at the same time. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's like that's where that's all my health. A go. very valid mm -hmm. point. All right. Well, I think that's enough for assault. How, how about conquest? Who are the? Uh, the Enhanced Fire Giant, Primal oh, Fury yeah. buff, eh, I don't know. That doesn't seem to be anything too big. Uh, uh, I don't think any major influence is coming up. It's five minutes on that. Come that's on. pretty uh, it's, big. It's, right. Because, yeah, I mean, Enhanced Fire Giant is a big difference. And they reduce the damage he does also. Yeah, I mean, the Enhanced Fire Giant change was just because, I mean, you had teams that were getting their asses kicked for 25 minutes and then just, like, turning around one one team fight mm -hmm. and then walking away with a game. And that, and that kind of sucks, right? Like, it's almost like the first 25 minutes didn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out a way without without making it, like, useless, right? Like, because it, it, it's such a fine line to walk because on one hand, it's anti-snow, hard anti-snowball, Right. And on the other hand, if you flip it in the other direction too much, it is a hard snowball mechanic, right? But 25, 30 minutes or whatever it is now, right? I go right. and I take that thing completely uncontested. I am going to run you down. Right. Right. So, you know, I don't even have to back. You know, I just go in. So. Yeah, I think it's a good change. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I, I, I mean, it is important. That the beginning of the game counts, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll tell you, if you're losing the beginning of the game, you want you want it to be a thirty minute game to win. Yeah, you know, that that's that's how you win those games is just start, play some defense, get your farming up, and catch up in levels. And then once you catch up, their advantage is gone. You mm -hmm. know? So, uh, tip of the day there for you, folks. <laughs> oh my goodness, what did they do to Clash? Guy, do you like Clash yet now? Clash now. <laughs> but they made changes to make it better for you. You gotta go play it. Try it out. It's alright mode. I just... No, it's not online. It sucks. Alright, so I like... First off, I'm not a big Clash fan. I played it a lot in my younger days of Smite. Have not played it barely at all since then. You know, just occasionally when, you know, we're trying to get first win of the day or something in a couple different modes. But I really like this change. Blue buffs in the center of the map have been changed to red buff camps. Mm-hmm. I so think that's awesome. Three now? Yep, there's three red buffs. Okay. 
Hmm. Interesting. Three red buffs, four mana buffs. Uh, three red buffs, two mana buffs. Two the mana ones on the buffs, side yeah. should be mana buffs. Yeah, the whole yeah. idea there was oh, yeah, uh, okay. just like, again, it's it's anti-stalling mechanics, right? If I could pick up three red buffs and blow your ass up, you know, I I should be able to do that. I I mean, you, did you just get more killing and more actual fighting? I mean, right. Well, that, if, the, if, the, the if fact you, that red buff used to disappear at ten minutes. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and like, which also, I, I think it's fifteen now. Well, now you want to invade and take their red buff though. Now yeah, like important. now it's yeah. Like, there's a if, reason if to you can't get those red buffs though. It's going to be like a big detriment. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. Yeah, cool. exactly. Which is. I mean, I, I think it's great because I like Clash is the game mode that I would go to play when I wanted to pick somebody that was hyper late game, get to full build and just absolutely W key at five players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's like because all you do is you stand there and you jerk each other off. They eventually get to your Phoenixes, but your respawn timers are so short they can't get in. And there's just like there's no push. There's no end. Even the, the, the Apophis buff is, you know, kind of garbage. Right, that that never meant you were taking anything. So, right, I think it's a great change. I mean, I I think it's a it's a small enough change that's not going to change the identity of the mode, but it's a big enough change that like you're going to see some benefit from it either way if you you play aggressively and you know you want to actually close the game out. Yeah, I'm interested okay. in trying these out. I'll, I'll uh, try to clash out. Is uh all the the blue buffs now melee too. Is that in every mode? I'm pretty sure that yes, all of them. I think. I, I think don't really cool. know if they did that for Joust. Did they do that? I thought oh. they did. I thought they did uh, last patch. If they, oh no, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right here. The blue buff camp turtles now use melee. Yep. Yep. Same yep. for yep. same for duel. I can't tell you how many friggin' times I've died to those fucking minions. <laughs> um, Please do. It is straight up embarrassing. Um, you always think, I got this. Well, no, because oh, some camps, like, you know, so I, I jungle primarily, right? So some camps, you're like, okay, if I've got a ranged ability or something that I can take out the two side minions with, you know, I can get rid of them before they ever attack me. I can, you know, heal up if I have an assassin's blessing or something along those lines, right? Um, and then you pull those uh, range camps and they one-shot you because you have 80 health left. And it's like, okay. Well, that happened. That's Again. why I like my mage jungles because I know I'm going to one-shot the camp. <laughs> and then there's Dan. I've, I've been running weird shit and it's been working better than normal shit for me. So I guess I'm just a weird guy that plays weird shit. So what they do to Apophis guy? You're saying now? I think he spawns at 15? 15 minutes. 15? Oh, it doesn't. Say, I don't see anything here. Uh, I don't think, I think it's that in the past was. A, but, I think that was but that could have been done a while ago. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I haven't played Clash much. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I have either. If it makes you feel any better. Us. <laughs> says he now? What's it says? Shadow of Apophis. This effect now deals true damage instead of physical damage. Nice. Ouch. I don't know. He can hurt. I know he he hurt before, so. Yeah, we've talked about that before. One point there was a bug where it said that it was showing that I had never killed him, so I went in as Artemis. I'm like, I'm just going to kill him, and 
first time, uh, I had to run away. <laughs> like, that didn't work. Let me go back later. It used to be the best. Like, say, throw somebody in there as he was popping up and kill him. Yeah. So, uh, going over back over to Joust here, you know, Bull Demon King continues to move and attack more smoothly. I mean, it's important to be smooth, you know? So it should make him much harder to kite, which is a good thing, because some people were kiting him way too early. Mm, yeah. A little and, bit. Yep. Blue buff is melee. Uh, in duel, titans in duel only now deal 50% damage to enemy players, gods only. They still deal normal damage to minions. They've also decreased the hit points for duel, and I have not been playing this for a while. Oh, it also inherits like the joust stuff, too. Yeah, so that was I. I mean that that discussion was around people in duel, and again, it's a, it's a tower humping side of things, right? It's like oh, if I you can't stand those players. If you <laughs> hang out by your titan, you get another person doing true damage at one attack per second. <laughs> you know, on your team, like yeah. how, how do you win that? You know what I mean? It's it's a two v one after you kill a phoenix. I spent a half hour one time as chalk, beating the shit out of this person, but. I- just couldn't quite kill him. It was a Scotty. She could always just get away with no, like, no help, but you know, she always sat at the back of the tower. And then, like, you know, Phoenix down. I could not get into the Titan area and kill or do anything because it was just way too much damage from the, from the both of them, you know, and shit going on. Eventually, you know, I just said, fuck it. I'm going for it. I know this is how this is going to end. I'm going to die, and she's just going to run down and take all my shit, and that's exactly what happened. It was close, though. I almost had it. It was close. It was close. <laughs> my, my favorite mind, is when you would just close. surrender before dinner for no reason and just, like, throw. <laughs> yeah, I did that a few times. I'm, like, kicking ass and dinner time. All right, quit. <laughs> Like, I don't really care about my rating. Oh, guys, look I'm at my score. <laughs> I'm 9 and 0. Oh, what was that? What's that? Time for dinner? Surrender. <laughs> Game over. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, so, also on the map updates, they also adjusted the Wild Juggernaut in Siege. Again, to be more Wild smooth. Juggernaut. Yeah, he had kind of a wonky animation. Yeah, he was always all fine. I just got a weird noise. God, as much as I. L- Siege isn't horrible, but I still think it needs more minions in the fucking jungle. I don't know. To me, Siege always had those boring times of, alright, we cleared waves, our abilities, you know, it's still kind of early in the game, so we can't really do anything to you under tower, you can't do anything to us under tower, That's so... That's when you start running to the other lanes. <laughs> yeah, but then they're doing the same thing, and then mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, yeah, you okay, switch every I gotta wave, run back, you know now I'm just play? fucking losing experience. <laughs> You switch every wave. Don't you know how to play? Come on. <laughs> you both go to gank the other lane, and then you're like, fuck, well, now we got to clear this wave. <laughs> it's all, all around the mulberry bush, something yeah. like that, right? That's yeah, how fucking... it works. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't not like the mode. The reason I really don't like the mode is just because of the player base. I am always in all the teams. So I get put up against other teams that only play that mode, and then it sucks. But, you know, we've told you that many times. And I'm moving on from that. So what items do we need to talk about? Anything uh, game-breaking here, folks? Mm, game-breaking. Uh, they added a lot of MP7. 
Or MP5. MP5, MP7. MP7. I saw MP5 27 to 10, and I was like, Call of Duty, MP7? Am I killing people? (laughs) I I think it's a tier 2 on uh, trans, is what they added the MP5 to. They added it to every step of trans, actually. Trans also went from 6 to 10. 5 on tier 1, 7 on the tier 2, and 6 to 10 on trans. And 10 on Heartseeker, and 10 on Hydra's also. And Hydra's tier 2 has 7. Hydra's tier 2 and Hydra's are fucking OP now. Right, now they got 10 MP5. That wasn't even didn't have any MP5 on it before. I mean, well, it had the passive, but now it's got both, which actually means you'll never be out of mana with that item. Yeah, I mean, I think that's 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 a good thing, right? That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, right? but they have is... quite a few of those items out right now. You uh, know what I mean? Well, I I mean, in in terms of must pick up items for like a jungler assassin, like what's your number one go to right now? Definitely that over most. Well, no, I was going to say, well, so what everybody's been building for the last six months has been Crusher. Mm-hmm. Crusher, first item, every time, all the time. It's tier one is the most power, right? You just get more damage out of it because of the passive. Right. But when you think about it, MP5, it translates, especially in the early game, into damage, right? Oh, yeah. If I can use two abilities per camp to clear, I clear faster, I do more damage. I don't have to worry about conserving my mana as much. See, you know, it's still an important this guy thing, makes but... more money than me to play Smite. <laughs> this is no. why I don't make any money to place my. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that you you uh you have another option for something you could build first. Before yeah, it was right. like if you didn't build T1 Crusher and go into Crusher after boots, you were an idiot. Now you can go Trans, you can go Hydras, you could do you know. I wouldn't go Heart. I think still think Heartseeker is a bad item, but like you know, there's it. You're Man, not just forced into so weird. I wish. I wish yeah, that I could it's... make it make sense in a good, good way, but it's always just so situational that it. I think it needs the uh, movement speed back on it. If I'm being straight with you, because I think there's not a lot of really good power plus movement speed for ability based gods out there, and um, yeah, I think it'd be a good. I mean, because that's that's what everybody used it for, you know, before. Okay, this is a little bit of a tangent, but Raythan, let me let me toss an item at you. All right, let's hear this it. Is, this is from me and Guy. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're, go we're, we're on a tangent to change spectral armor to the physical anti-heal armor. Yeah, it's like a crusade almost. It is a crusade. Physical needs okay. anti-heal. So why does physical need anti-heal? I just think it would be... You know, there's like Guan Yu, Horus, uh, all these other melee warrior gods that are healing... And it's like, okay, in solo lane, you want to take something that's against your person the most. I mean, I just I just feel like it would be an interesting counterplay item to add. And so if, spectral armor really doesn't add too much. No, it sucks. It's, a, it, uh, it's another terrible... I, I think Heartseeker spectral <laughs> armor are bad. I don't want to sit here and be like, this item sucks, this item sucks. But yeah, that item just fucking sucks. <laughs> no, it stinks. Uh, straight up, it stinks. Yeah. Um, so, so here would be my argument, right? So take a guy. So first of all, whenever you're against a healer, right, they have their own strengths and weaknesses, right? right. You should not just be able to build and defeat somebody, um, True. because you have picked an item, right? You need to outplay them and do all kinds of other stuff. So if you have a physical anti-heal item, let's say it's 20%, right? Just like all the rest of them, right? So that means if I build spectral armor, um, I build pestilence and I'm Kukulin, 
I get 80% anti-heal just for existing. Yeah, I can see where that would be a problem, but maybe they'd have to like make it so that you can only have a cap of 20% aura or something like that. They would have to add kind of like a cap to it maybe, but... One overrides the other. I mean, I can yeah. see that too, but I mean... You know, how do you make it a better item than Pestilence, for example, right? Where most solar laners would just say, okay, well, I'm going to build Breastplate or I'm going to build, um, you know, a Void Shield, something with health on it, and then I'll get a Pestilence because Pestilence is sick. a great item. Pestilence <laughs> like, it's is like, fucking yeah. sick. It's like 200 <laughs> health, 80 prods, an awesome saying. passive. It's cheap. And, you know, and it's Almost just like... every game, I'm trying to justify buying it, like... I'm like looking at the enemy team's builds. Come on, someone build just lifesteal. All right, th there's something. I'm buying it. Well, and there's one other stat in the game that, for all intents and purposes, is is anti heal, right? And it's damage. Right. 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 So if if you're shelling out more or cooldown, right? If you're shelling out more damage than they can heal, is that just as good as anti heal? I think this all started when Arthur is healing so much. Yeah, and, and people bitch about Arthur all the time, and it drives me crazy because he's like. I think Ajax released the stats like Wednesday. He's like the 98th most losing god in the game, or 99th, right? <laughs> yeah. Most people don't know how to play him. When they took his true damage off, he like flat out died. But you go and you see Nika and Deathwalker and other people like that playing him. They do ext extremely well, which, you know, usually has to do with the team comp that they've built around themselves um, and, and their knowledge of the god. And. You know, they, they get people get frustrated by, you know, his early game really is all it is, right? It's the same thing as being mad at Rat because he can gank you at level one. Like, okay, well, yeah, he can do that, but he gives up a lot in the mid and late game to other assassins because he's just not good. That's not where he's meant to be strong. He's supposed to be an early game god. And right? if that fails. If you look at, well, and if you look at that from an Arthur perspective, it's like, okay, he's supposed to be an early game god that can isolate one person. He's never going to kill anybody, Right. <clears throat> but for them, and you know, and he's slippery, and that, and that's what's. I think, I think what people don't realize is that that's the frustrating factor with Arthur is it's not his healing, yeah. it's how slippery he is because people can't hit their shit straight up. Do you know why everybody's <laughs> bitching about the Boomers meta right like now? Sees it. Everybody's bitching about the Boomers meta right now because people can't hit their <laughs> shit straight up. Right. Yeah. It has not nothing to, to do with oh, speed. like these guys can rotate faster, or they can, they can get to me quicker, or you know, they can get through the jungle faster. No, what it has to do with is if you're moving like a lightning bolt and you're a hell with regrowth and bumbas, 90% of people can't hit their shit on you. Yeah, sure. If you're a masters or diamond player, you're good at adjusting for that and you can bop people and that's fine. And you'll, you'll compensate, but your average player again, which is my core audience gets frustrated as shit with that. It's the same thing with Arthur. Yeah. I, I still think there should be a physical protection item with some sort of anti heal on it. I don't, I just... Yeah. I to me, like I to always, like, something. when I was ready for anti-heal, if it wasn't Pestilence, I was just buying brawlers. I'll just beat your, beat you with a stick all day. <laughs> yeah, I we'll always take both of Wraithen's stances. Anti-heal and <laughs> damage anti-heal. We'll beat your ass and make sure you don't heal it. <laughs> I always thought it'd be interesting to have, like, you know how we've got these, like, evolved items that, that occur under certain conditions or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, I always thought it'd be interesting to have like an evolved version of Pestilence where when you buy it or you get the tier two of it or whatever, or the unevolved version of it, right? If you did a certain thing, it would be a physical protection item. If you did another certain thing, it would be a magical protection item. 
right. That would be cool. Like, I don't know, whether it comboed with the blessing you bought or other things that you've built. So if you have, like, you know, 100 uh, physical prots and you bought this, you'd get another 80 plus the Pestilence like, Passive. That's like Smite 2.0. Well, I mean, you know, they, they've done a lot. I like it. I like it. I, I, I think, you know, but I think that, I think that that's my 2.0. I think because you really hit the nail on the head here. That could be really cool, but that's a total rework on, on more than one item that, I mean, that's a whole set. Yeah. I, like I mean, it. it is, but if you think about it, but again, I mean, it's the same thing with like, you know, I said before where it's like, okay, you put those two items on, we don't even use Kekulun as an example. We use Cerberus. Okay, use Cerberus, who's just got AoE aura anti-heal. Just because he exists mm -hmm. with those two items, now you have a 60% anti-heal? Just for fucking mm -hmm. existing. He hasn't even pressed a button yet. He just does the W key is all he needs. And for a 60% anti-heal. Yeah, at least with, with Toxic Blade, you gotta get up in somebody's face to apply that amount of anti-heal, right? So, it's a balancing act. Yes, you know, should there be a physical anti-heal item? Maybe. Then again, do you really want to be that Guan player that just because somebody picked up one item, now you're fucked in lane? I mean, I usually am that when I'm Guan anyway. I'm not I mean, a good Guan. Yeah, but no, sucks, I see what you're saying. But I think it's the yeah. same way with magical healers, too. If you pick up enough items, they're fucked. Sure. So, I don't know. You know, you know what we're talking about Guan and his healing? I always hate getting Guan and Assault because it's like, hey, can one of you mages like buy... Um, you know, uh, you know, rod of ass claps for me, please, because I can't boost my healing in any way. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Even if maybe that they would be would awesome. the enemy team get for a healer. Oh, we're screwed. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think no, that would be mind. also a melee item that uh, right, enhances healing. Would be uh, awesome. <laughs> so, guy, go ahead. I said uh, I, I do. I, I agree with what you were saying that a uh, some sort of item for physicals that enhances healing would be awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I was going to say that, but then I was like, wait, it can't be a defense item, so we can't replace the, the <laughs> other item with that because then <laughs> healers would have that no, too. It, it should be an offensive physical item, just like Rod of Ass Claps is a magical offensive thing. Physicals yeah. should have something that can enhance. I agree. Yeah, then you can counter our spectral armor rework if you really wanted to, to get to it. Yeah, you can put it on a power health item, right? So, like, add another hammer, the the, you know, the hammer of healing right. or something like that. I think that would be an interesting idea. I mean, I think again, the, the, you know, you're going to run into the same thing, which is okay. Do we let these stack? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right. the answer is you, you want to talk about a healing meta, an afro. Or a raw that can out of combat heal with two forty percent healing items and a rod of Tahuti, which is passive if you're below fifty percent, makes it heal even more. Right. Right. So now all of a sudden we're like, oh, well, like, you know. So it 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 swings it. So I think the way you solve it is you just say one one of the auras overwrites the other one, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like if you've got both, like so if you're, you know. If one of you got the physical pestilence and one of you got the magical pestilence, one of the auras takes priority and it knocks the other one off. I think that's the only right, way you solve I agree. it. I agree with that. And same thing with the healing on the other side. It's like, okay, well, if you got the physical healing one, then you can't get the 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 magical one. It, but it has to be the both. same. It has to be ability-based. Yeah, basically, the whichever the freshest debuff is is the one that's on. The other ones fall off. I like that. It's actually, that could be a pretty easy fix. 
Yeah, then you get into buff mechanics and how those things are applied and fall off and overwrite and override and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and then it's not so easy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if, if being an Olympian has taught me anything is that this game is endlessly more complicated than anybody thinks it is. And there's oh, yeah. all it's, kinds I, of things that you have to think about that, that just people don't on I've average. I've been saying been that for, for years and for ga- any online game. You do, don't bitch about shit. Dude, seriously, do you know what, I mean, you, I don't think anybody can fathom. It's like without fathom on fathom. how much work and code goes in behind this stuff and how one little minuscule thing way over here on the left can fuck up the whole right side. Yep. And, yeah. it, and it's not even that. I think, I think the biggest thing that people don't get for, so I work at software, so it's a little easier for me to, to cast stones and I understand it a little bit better. Uh, than the average person um, is that do you have any idea how hard it is to hire someone to work on a 10 year old system that they didn't build like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you guys do professionally yeah, but I like, get that but like if somebody was like hey man like well, you're gonna need to come I don't know do work for refurbish yeah. this <laughs> deck at this house and it's by some homeowner that tried to do it themselves and they fucked it all up and there's bolts sticking out and all kinds of shit everywhere and they're like yeah go in and fix it but it's got to look exactly the same if not slightly better than the way it did you can't gut it and just start from scratch and so anything you do has to be additive or minimally removing something right and oh, by the way, if this isn't something that's, you know, moderately affordable by everybody who wants one, then it's just not going to work. Right. So like all these constraints that they have to live inside of, you know, when it's in terms of God design and effects and we can make this look really beautiful, but then half the world's population can't play it when this God's <laughs> in a game. Right. And just things like that, that they have to think about yeah. when they create this stuff. It's like it's mind blowing, man. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Well, that whole China thing, you know, even that, how that affected the game. Yeah, they couldn't put any skulls in the game because, you know, that went fly over there. And then when that shut off, welcome skulls. Skull yep. pockets. Skull, skull city, bitch. I think even up until recently, even like the card art and some of the, the promotional materials were like, you had to like really conservative ones and really not, right? Depending on what mm-hmm. country it was in, right? So... I don't yeah. think it was it was entirely the China because I still what, think they have some players. Here's my suggestion, and I know it won't ever fly, but there should be a, like a modesty switch somewhere. Modesty switch. Titties flying around on my main screen. Uh, oh my god! You know, I, know I, want the, like I want the PG thirteen check mark for my yeah. profile. Listen, if they're gonna do that, I want my rated R version where they're all fucking yeah, butt naked. That's, yes, that's fine. You know, get to, to each their own. To each their own, but fucking give me a give me a filter effect. Yeah, I, actually, I, I think down the road they will have more for the profile, and I think that that could be something that to allow people to maybe cut you know that little bit of more of customization there. I think would be cool. But yeah, we're very, we're very split on the titty skins here. Yeah, I mean, you know what? They sell well, and I love the game, and I want it to uh, continue being something that I can play. So I don't care; it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it, it doesn't bother me. I was I was fine up until the point where they changed the main menu screen to always have a you know a god dancing around there, and it's just like someone was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, sure, I, I'm no longer the group leader. Y'all can do that. I'm just gonna sit in the end game menu until the next game starts. <laughs> 
Well, at least they made it now where you can change it. You, you see what I got to work with. I uh, hey man, I I feel for you, brother. <laughs> I mean, Raythan's got to deal with Weaken. I have to deal with these guys. Oh, oh god, that's Fucking rough. Kurt. <laughs> um, just to um, just to touch on that whole because I I know it got brought up recently, at least on Reddit, of like, oh, I want to be able to just see, I just want to see default skins and sounds and everything like that. Like the most ridiculous notion ever. Um, like. Uh, and I, I know they do analysis when they come out with new skins of like, okay, is this Scylla skin performing better than other Scylla skins? And the answer is always a resounding no. No, it's not. There's a higher frustration factor, but no. Like, realistically, people win and lose just as much because they can't hit their shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um, and then the the other thing is, is that, like, to, to understand, like, so to understand how big of a problem that is, right, you got to think about how the game operates, right? So whenever you make your God selection, right? All these variables come together to create your game, right? And it starts loading when you're in your card art, right? So what skin do you have? What voice pack do you have? What announcer pack do you have? What this do you have? What that do you have? What it's, you know, all of that gets loaded in right before the game ever starts. And it's like that for every game. And I mean, Destiny, you know, newer games, older games, right? So now imagine a world where on demand, I have to be able to click a checkbox where it will load in different um, skins and everything else for just my client out of 10 people. But I also have to load in all the other stuff, you know, for, for whatever reason, right? So, so. Like just the the level of complexity that you're adding to a game that already crashes enough to begin with, just mm-hmm. because you don't like the way that a Wheelix's new bike sounds, is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And the people who argue about it, yes, for competitive play, it should be as an even playing field as possible. At the same time, I don't really think it's that big of a deal because it's a great way to advertise your skins if you let the pros play it. So they're incentivized to make these things competitively viable. And, you know, if there's if there's any complaints about it, they usually put it on a ban list. But bitching about the new server skin in your rank games, like, come on, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my rant about skins. Hell yeah. Hey, I'm glad we all got to rant a little bit about skins there. It's good to rant about shit sometimes. Yeah, You gotta that's, get shit off your chest. That's the, th- that's the other thing, is that being an Olympia has turned me into this, like, grouchy old fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's been many a time where I'm like, you know, I'm thankful I... I didn't get voted in this year and be going through some of this crap that's going it, on. It's right a now. lot of work, man. I got to be honest with you. Like, it is a lot. Yeah, um, dude, just doing the podcast is a lot of work. I'm like, you know, if I end up doing that too, that's going to be like, like twice as much. It's probably going to be more than twice as much. I'm going mean, to have to make Dan edit. We had our meeting an hour ago before I got on with you guys, and it was oh, just no. like. You know, it's probably an hour and a half to two hours of just like fleshing shit out and talking about upcoming stuff and community feedback and like you gotta you know have a pulse on everything. It's like it's nuts, man. And and I really feel for the uh, the Titan Forge guys. Um, yeah. And they did the right thing. They added us as a layer between all the negativity and them. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you guys are the cotton balls. <laughs> it's great though. I'm I'm excited. I think in the next uh, couple of weeks, you're actually gonna see a post. Uh, about all the things the Olympians have been involved in. And there's like major changes that have happened 
Or you'd be like, oh, this is a great balance adjustment. This is a great this. Or this is a great that. Like, it was literally us coming to Ires, or uh, to Titanforge and going, guys, this guy needs to change. This 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 needs to happen. Uh, or they came to us and said, how would you guys buff this god if you could? And they've been all very successful. Um, so it's been this great, like, crowdsourcing of ideas. It's been awesome. I love it. That is cool. I, I, was, re I was really happy when I saw that program coming out. You know, and... I was honored to be chosen to be on the voting list. And I, you know, again, truly honored, but, you know, again, I just think it's a great thing for the game. Uh, you know, even if it is just insulation for the developers, you know, because that takes stress off them and allows them to produce a better game for us all then. No, I, I said that tongue in cheek, right. About insulating them. Really what it is, is it's scaling. Well, it's, yeah, but it is true to a certain effect. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because here's the thing, right? So for the amount of work that we all do, you would need to hire 10 part-time interns with insider knowledge into the different communities. You know, PlayStation, you know, Pro, Xbox, PC, right? Casual, non-casual, right? Like... So how do you how do you even find a talent pool like that that's willing to work like 15 hours a week? The answer is you don't, right? And so like we were the perfect way for them to scale out their their reach and tendrils and and get feedback from the community without needing to you know make like 10 full-time hires free employees. Sort of, but but if you think about it right, it's nothing that you could hire somebody for. Right, right. To begin with, right? Because we're all we all still have our own voices. We're all still very critical, right? I and, and that's a funny thing is everybody says that since I became an Olympian, I'm like this huge shill for high res. Like I give them a lot of shit. I blow them up in half the meetings that we have, but you know I do it privately because I have the proper channel to to voice my frustrations now, right? And so I think you know, and so I'm all positive on the surface because the stuff that I either understand to be true or false or you know my perception. Yeah, I can get answers on that pretty quickly. So it's it we have the benefit of being part of the community, which I think is a unique position to be in. So I'm I'm certainly honored to do it. All right. Well, I'm sure we could meander on here for a while, but time is a running and we got some some someone to talk about here tonight. Because you know, we got <laughs> a normal session of progression here. Unfortunately, Yuki will not be able to give us the lore here on Yield Erlang Shen. But I'm sure Dan is completely prepared to go over his abilities quick so we can talk about how to play this fool. I would be, but I was trying to find that stupid website that you guys use. I'm using Smites because I support my game. <laughs> That's what I say. I keep forgetting what it is. Anyway. Smite Wiki. What? So, let me see. What is it? Yuki's. The Smite Wiki, Wiki, Wiki. Oh, it's just the Smite yeah, Wiki. I thought it was yeah. something weird, so I was like, no. okay, wiki, whatever. Wiki, Wiki. Um. <laughs> okay, so I think uh, there's a little bit of a typo in this, and I think you'll hear it when I read it. It's pretty good. Um. Anyway, we'll start with Erlong Shen's passive, Howling Celestial Dog. Each time Erlong Shen hits an enemy with a basic attack, his dog hits as well for 15% of his basic attack power and 1% of the target's max health. The percentage damage only works against gods and minions. The damage is in quotation P exists proper power slash 
0.15 slash plus sign number sign. I think there's some stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with yours. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's 15% of your basic attack and 1% of your target's max health. His one, spot weakness. Erlong Shen opens his third eye and analyzes the enemy's strengths and weaknesses. When activated, Erlong Shen gains additional physical damage on each strike. If the buff effect has ended and the ability is on cooldown, successful basic attacks reduce the cooldown of this ability by one second. Physical damage is 25 to 85 plus 10% and the duration is 5 seconds. I had no idea that it had that off cooldown or on cooldown passive thing. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Well, I, I knew, I, I shouldn't say, I didn't just now find out about it, but for a long time I didn't know about that. So I started using that ability a lot more efficiently, and my Erlong got a lot better. And I started going like 17-0 and 0 in Joust, standing on their Phoenix when we haven't taken their tower yet. <clears throat> that was a... Um, Pin, his second ability. Erlong Shen launches a spear that damages enemies on impact. Enemies in the dead center of the effect when it lands are rooted in place. The damage is 85 to 265 plus 55% of your physical power, and the duration of the pin is 1.3 seconds. His third ability is 72 transformations. Erlong Shen transforms into a mink or turtle and charges forward. The mink. So it's 72 minus 70. Yeah, 72 minus 70 transformations. Uh, the mink damages all enemies, stopping on the first god hit, granting haste and increasing attack speed for 4 seconds. The turtle knocks up all enemies in its path and gains a health shield for 12 seconds. The turtle damage is 75 to 275 plus 40% of your physical power, and the shield health is 70 to 230. And if that's not good enough for you, then you're not turtly enough for the turtle club. Turtle, turtle. <laughs> the mink damage is 70 to 310 plus 85% of your physical power, so a big chunk better damage. Just big heads up. A big chunk more. Uh, and the mink attack speed is 15 to 35% scaling. And then his ultimate 9 turns blessing. Erlong Shen taunts nearby enemy gods, gaining damage mitigation for the next 4 seconds. Afterwards, if Erlong Shen is still alive, he is healed for a flat amount plus 15% of his maximum health. The heal is 150 to 450 plus 15%. The taunt duration is 1.2 seconds. And the damage mitigation is 10 to 15%. And that's our long shed, boys and girls and in-betweens. And haven't decided right. yet. And whatever else you might do. To all color, race, and creed. So, Bryson. Yes, sir. How do you play this guy? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so, so, you know, you kind of start people, you know, like what abilities to start off with. Um, you know, kind of take it from there. Like, so like, you know, how do you round out your abilities and then into like, you know, what items and shit like that? Yeah. So I think, I think Erlang is the ultimate flex pick. I think he's one of the only gods you could play in three roles. Um, I think Nox is one of the other ones. Um, but just off the top of my head, it's, it's like Nox, Jorm, Erlang, um, I'm trying to think of, and maybe now you can't you can't really Guan Jungle, but anyway, um, I like it because he's the ultimate flex pick, right? You can put him pretty much anywhere, and he's going to succeed at a high degree. I think his weakest role is solo, which is kind of funny because it's where they designed him. Um, hmm. 
he is most strong in the jungle and support role, especially given the current meta where you build Talaria Boots and Blackthorn Hammer in support and just run people down, clear your waves, finish your build out with whatever the hell else you want from a support perspective, and you just bop people. Um, I love playing Erlang. Um, my favorite place to play him is in the jungle. Um, my typical leveling order is you start your one just because of the passive on it. Um, the fact that you have cleave autos means you can clear very quickly. Um, and it's on a much shorter cooldown than your three. Uh, so you are in, in, with lower mana cost. So you're not sitting there in the jungle waiting for your ability to come up so you can clear. Um, so you start your one, level your three, um, put another point in your three, then your two. Um, but then the maxing order is, I think, what's super weird for people. Um, everybody is always super uh, glued into the, the, the damage on the one. They're like, oh, I got to level this up. Look at all the damage I can get on my one, right? Um, the reality of it is, is that when you're playing in the jungle specifically and you're trying to run somebody the hell down, right? You want to get your damage off as quick as possible, however much it is, right? So... Typically, what I'll do is I'll max my three first because that's the biggest burst is your mink form damage, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'll max my two because in order to get the same number of damage out of your one as you do out of your two, I think you need to land like four autos or something like that, right? So by the time you land four autos with your one proc, anybody that you're attacking is either going to be dead or... They're going to have bees, Aegis, Leap, Jump, Spin, you know, CC'd, whatever the hell you want to talk about, right? So the reality of it is, is that the one really only works well when you are against a target that literally just can't get away from you. It can't move, right? So it's not really valuable until later in the game, I would say. Unless um, when you got like enough an early Erlong jungle and you use Mink. What's that? The only time I find early game that the one is like super busted is if you like say you're level two ganking mid and it's an immobile mid. If you mink in and one, they're pretty much dead. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, that was what I was saying. I don't usually get the pin in jungle until I mean, if, if it's a really immobile mage, I'll get my pin level three. Mm. Um, but I always get my mink second and always my one first. So it's like it's either. It's one three three or one three two, is how I'll level it out yeah. um, for the first level three because your base you're right your base damage is so high you just roll up on the mid lane you blink you mink you one and you just murder people especially if they don't have a dash right so, mm -hmm. um, and that's that's a great time for Erlong to just snowball out of control too because then the yeah. other jungler will show up and try to watch the lane and if he doesn't play it right that's a double. <laughs> yep. And Those the nice thing about favorite. Erlang is, is his, his base damage is so high that um, you really don't need a ton of power for him to clear really effectively or kill very effectively, right? So you can build the Talaria boots and just roll up on every camp. Just use your one, even though it's only rank one. Clear the camp relatively quickly and then save your your mink and your, um, your pin for when you want to blow somebody up, right? And that's it. And so, you know... I think, you know, leveling order, once you're maxing it out, is three, two, one, ult, if you're in the jungle. And then if you are in the support role, I would say it's probably going to be uh, three, three, ult, two, one, is where I would prioritize it. Because I think, I think you get a longer pin the more leveled up your, 
pin is. Or maybe it's just more damage. I don't remember. Look. Uh, no, I think the pin's always 1.3. Yeah, either way, um, the extra damage is nice, even when you're in the support role. Um, I think yeah. sometimes, like some games, when I feel like uh, when I feel like I'm going to have to poke more than just run in and get a kill, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll actually level my pin. And it, it frags. I mean, like early game, you throw it at someone and you're like, holy shit, wait a minute, that killed him? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's your it's your it's your damage confirmation, right? Somebody runs under tower, you turtle in, you chuck your pin, you bop them, and then you get out. You don't even have to kill them, right? It's like two hundred damage or something like that, right? So oh, yeah. early game, especially when you have all that great base power, and it's the most relevant, right? When you level your abilities, you just uh, you just abuse the hell out of the fact that it's instant damage in a giant AOE the size of a Scylla ult, right? So. Mm. Um, that's the way I look at it. I don't know. There's other people who would argue against it, but uh, especially when I play in the support role, it's like level up that pin and just you're sitting in lane, you clear the wave, the enemy team comes out from around the corner, chuck your pin at them. You don't have to follow up on it. You have to engage on it. You have to mink them, turtle them, ult them, all that stuff. Just whip your whip your pin out. So I think whip your pin out. just whip it out. <laughs> just whip it out. I, I had to be careful there. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Show them what you got. A little bit of intimidation. <laughs> whip it out but um so so my just to, to round it out my jungle build is uh t1 crusher assassin's blessing one health one multi with blink to start um and then you go talaria boots crusher uh stone cutting sword awesome item for, on uh, erlang um void shield ankile and then i like to go executioner um, because you melt tanks with it and it helps your carries apply XE faster. Uh, and anybody else who does physical damage, uh, will be bopping. Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm in support, my typical build is going to be, uh, uh, Guardian's Blessing, Health Chalice, four health pots, um, Talaria Boots, Blackthorn Hammer, uh, Oni Hunter's Garb, Spirit Robe. Sav, and then like I'll flex a last item, Shogun's if we're ahead, Mantle if we're behind, mm -hmm. um, oh, Void Shield if my team needs one. It's it's I mean, it's really highly dependent. It's not quite what people are building these days with the thieves and everything, but um, I I personally as a you know your average player put a lot of value on the percent damage mitigations that you get from Oni and Spirit Robe. I think it's just they're just a phenomenal item combination. Yeah, I think those two items have saved me in many a fair situation. I just have nightmares about when Erlong was using <coughs> kin size and ripping my face apart every time. And like, oh my god, I remember the first game after the Erlong oh. health percentage buff. Yuki was oh, against him. If you don't play helicopter Erlong at least yeah. once, yeah. <laughs> Yuki was against an Erlong solo, <laughs> and Yuki. Love you, bud, but you're not, like, a practiced solo laner. I'll say that. You don't practice solo lane. You know what I mean? So he's not, like, over there playing fucking high-tier meta shit. Uh, he was playing Athena, I think. I don't know, but it was and, bad. <laughs> I mean, literally, Erlong, level one, just walked him under his tower, killed him. Level mm -hmm. one again, walked him under his tower and killed him. Came back, walked him under his tower, killed him. Yuki was fucking livid he's like what the hell who fucking thought that this was a good idea how did this get through play test oh my god it was hilarious <laughs> yeah he hurts man he's uh he you know even in soul and like i mean if you do the uh 
was this like berserker shield ninja tabby void uh shield mm -hmm. shogun's mantle and then like a kins like you're tanky as hell and you do a lot of damage yeah and erlong just with full tank and kins is a pain in the ass i i can't tell you how many times it's like a carrier or a jungler i'm like desperately trying to you know help my team get through this team fight but the only thing that stops me is this stupid erlong that's so tanky that you know i can't touch him and then at, on the other end of that stick he's also killing three people by himself in my back line <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like are you kidding like honestly what am i supposed to do about this bastard but you know it's just it's, you got to get your team to turn and focus you know yeah, I think the, th the 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 key with Erlang is to delete him before he gets his ult off, right? So he's either going to use his shit to engage and try to set up his mage, or he's going to wait for your team fight to start and then try and blow up your carries. And yeah. you just gotta you either just gotta turn on him or um, you know just CC him out and have somebody drive him off because he he is kind of squishy. He has to blow somebody up or he's going to die. Yeah, Speaking yeah. Speaking of that, what's the best way to beat Erlang if you're playing against him? Um. Sorry, I was drinking some water. I would say that your average Erlang player... How the, dare the, you drink water? I know, <laughs> right? I, I would say your your average Erlang player, the mistake that they make is they get very set. It's like, it's like Thor players, right? They get very set in their ways about how they want to execute a combo, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to mink pin one alt you. I'm going to mink pin one alt you. I'm going to uh, alt... You know, I'm going to alt turtle pin one you auto, 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 auto. And they do the same thing every damn time. When they engage, it is always the same thing. They knock you up. There, and there are no, there are very few Erlang players that use his mink or his turtle interchangeably, right? They either use one or the other. You and know, I've kind of noticed that. And I'm like, is that, is it just me or is that terrible? You know? Well, I mean, it's like everybody else, right? Like, like uh, you know, I brought up Thor as an example, right? How does everybody execute their Thor all, right? It's land, auto, one, auto, you know, stun, uh, stun auto, three, auto, right. or you, and then you three, right? And everybody, for the most part, if you are a newer player, you do that regardless of the situation, right? right you watch right, somebody right. like Adapting or Incon or Weaken or any of these guys play, and they do all kinds of shit. They'll land and they'll stun to lock people off. They'll land and they'll three you know, just to get the damage off and then hammer themselves out and then stun to cut off the escape, right? It set their team up. Um, you know, they're, 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 they play it in a diverse way, but if you're just your general average Thor player, you do the exact same thing every time. And if you know that's what they're going to do, you can anticipate it, right? It's like, okay, I'm not going to beads the landing, but as soon as he goes to throw his hammer, I'm going to beads Aegis and whoop his ass. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's actually a really good tip. I don't even know if I've ever really thought about it. Yeah, that way. It, it, that's the best way to counter Thor. They all do the exact same thing. They see a squishy. They don't know if their beads or Aegis are up or down. They land, they hammer. And as soon as you see that hammer go off, you beads and Aegis all that damage. And then you just beat the shit out of them because they can't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. I just never really thought about like thinking about it from the perspective of watching how they do their combo. Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, once someone uses their combo, they basically use it the same way every time. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with Erlon, right? Because everybody's been successful with it one or two times, and they're like, oh, this is how I kill people. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. You I get guilty of it too. I hit two, it. and then I hit one, and I got a kill, which means I will always now hit two and then one. <laughs> yep. I will never in my life hit one and then two because, god damn it, I might not get a kill. It, it's yeah. also important to understand what the role that the Erlang is is providing, right? So, is he a setup god? Right. Okay. Well, the setup god is going to do the exact same thing every single time. He's going to blink. He's going to alt. While you're alt taunted, he's going to knock you up into the air because that means you can't beads. Your CC is stuck and he's going to set up for his mage or his, his hunter or anybody else like that. Right. So if if it's a support or if it's a super tanky jungler, well, a lot of the times he's just going to be there to set up his, the rest of his team. Right. If it's a solo laner, you know, maybe he's going to dive. Right. That's somebody who uses a mink and a pin or I'm going to blink on you, order you a few times. And when you go to run, I'm going to pin you and then chase after you with my mink. Right. That's a chase Erlang. And then you I get mink the... to do that. What's <laughs> that? I mink to do that. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, it, everybody gets very, very easy to read. Yeah. Is, is what I'm saying. Especially with gods where you have to combo their abilities. Yeah, so I would say that's how you beat them. Kind of think about that a little bit. I'm All right, but. Playing. Over As this we double all know, XP weekend. The most important question. And this is probably one of the easier ones because there's not many choices. What's what's the best skin? <laughs> oh, Queen's Guard. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, Queen okay. and country. No. How is it that he only has these skins? That's what I was just looking at. I don't know. He's getting another one soon. Uh, they, they talked I mean, about it. Um, I mean, but, I get it that, you know, he's got some weird stuff going on. He's got a pet. And that always throws in some limitations but like seriously look at some of the themes that they've been doing how does he not fit into them all right i'm a level with you right and this is not through my olympian experience or anything that i've heard from anybody at titan forge people don't like erlang they don't play him <laughs> they don't play him they don't buy skins for him right now is that a chicken and egg thing right where it's like hey the skins have been mediocre at best that's probably why nobody buys anything but if you're a business and you want to make money, you're going to make skins for the things that you know are going to sell well. Now, the All one right. that they have coming out, I've seen it. I've seen artwork of it. I I cannot wait to buy it. Um, it's going to be very good. Um, but that being said, like people always get all up in arms about this. Uh, another small rant. Sorry, Olympian rant. Um, people get up in arms about that. They're like, uh, well, uh, Poor Hun Bats has not had a skin in like three years. And you're like, okay, well, it's a fictional character in a video game. He's not going to get offended or upset. It's like Neath has too many skins. Okay, well, yeah, it's because people buy Neath skins. People don't buy other skins. Like, you know, if I'm a farmer, I'm not going to grow eggplant just because eggplant doesn't have enough representation in the grocery store. You know what mm. I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's straight up. That's all it is. You know, I'm going to grow carrots because carrots sell and make money. Um, and again, it, 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 you know, you don't you don't have to talk to anybody at Titan Force to know that that's the case. And it's like we should we all love this game, right? There's a couple of Hunbats mains out there. They're like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice. if We got a skin every once in a while. But the reality of it is, is that most people don't even play the gods they bitch about. Right. Mm. Jean Kui was a great example. No Jean Kui skin did well, except that that ghost one. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, or, and, and I'm basing that, again, I'm not basing that on anything anybody's told me. It's just off of general popularity. 
Right. So, and, it's, and nobody plays the god because he's a fat, ugly ghost dude. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it, it, if you're like, going to spend. You know, he's a very ballsy character. If you're not ballsy, you're not ready for him. <laughs> yeah. That's if you're not ready true. to fucking run into five people and just hit your ages and hope to God uh-huh. you end up living through it, you ain't a Jean Cui, you know? Oh. Yep. But anyway, that, that's my rant, because it does cost people time and effort and money and everything else to make these skins, and it's a lot. Like, a hell of a lot. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's a fucking lot of money. Just for a Tier 3, and if you're a business person, and you're going to send people who have to get up every day and do 40 hours of work on a skin or more, 80 hours of work on a skin, and you're going to set them to task, and it's going to be something that nobody buys, like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway. Ran over. All right. There we go. Well, that's how you play Erlang. So, hey, <laughs> we, we, I, guy, I think we got a, a you know, couple quick minutes here. I asked to uh, hit hit through the community section, maybe pick out some of your highlights there, and then uh, uh, we'll do get a couple of them out of the way, and then we'll get things wrapped <clears throat> up here today. All right. First, we have Mr. Jithens. He says, why does Wrath, Wraith bully me? Uh, because he doesn't make his bed. I could have told you that. Yeah, I was going to say, yep, that, that's <laughs> Jithens, Next. where are you doing? Make oh, that man, bed. He's so upset. It's not, it, it's and are these at the, uh, the, where is it? Oh, guest questions? Is that the yep. one yes. I'm looking at? Yep. Okay, cool. Next one we have is from Yuri or Lucille. Or okay. Whatever he's calling himself these days. Fucking. Something. If you could rework a god that has not played much due to top picks not synergizing with the rest of the group, who would you rework and what would you rework in the kit to make said god more enjoyable to join in the top picks? <laughs> Is it Erlong? Ah. <laughs> uh, Jesus, let me pull up a list of gods. Hold on. And we, we can go over, by the way. I know you guys have shit to do, but... Um, oh, you're from... I, I, uh, do. I don't mind hanging out for a little bit. I know I talk way too much, but um. Hey, you don't talk enough because we've had to talk at all. You should just do the show for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I would say sure. Why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> Sign me up. Just, just give me the keys. Um. God, that's such a tough question. I wish I had a chance to think about it beforehand. I I would say probably who's just fucking useless. Kukulkin. Um, yeah, Kukulkin is pretty garbage. He's got his useless aspects, yeah. I mean, Kukulkan. Yes, Kukulkan, Kukulkin. Well, I, I would say Nike. <laughs> Nike, honestly. <sighs> Nike. Yeah. That's you know, Nike. As much as I have fun with her, she's still boring. Cause it's like, Nike is boring. I get to have fun, and then, now nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get to have fun again. Oh, oh all right, it's over already. Yeah, I mean, she's she really has one ability, right? It's boring as shit. It's interruptible. It has lackluster damage. I mean, really, like, when you pick Nike, you do it for a passive, which wins games, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but how would you... See, the, the question of how would you change her is is always the tough one, because like, if it was an easy answer, they would have done it already, right? I, I mean, I honestly think you need to rework the god. Um... I think her passive is fine, but she's got to feel like more than a wet noodle. But then how do you make her not OP, right? She already wins like 70% of the game she's in, in a boring, shitty state where she doesn't do any damage. 
Yeah, she's you know just what I mean? really hard to kill. <laughs> well, not so, even not even hard to kill. She's just like I don't know. She's just got that big shield, and then you're like, all right, well, she used the shield. That's like I think it would be. She's annoying. I think it would be cool if you you made her one into something that was like a high risk, high reward ability where like, so she does the overhand smash three times, but like an Aries chain, she can keep going as long as she's hitting enemies and make it a little better, but with reducing damage, right? Like, so you take less damage from every single hit, right? So at some point it's almost worthless for her to even attack you. But if if you, she's really really successful, like kind of like soul alt, right? Like soul alt, you get all like it's like seventy percent of it off the first hit, and then like everyone after that does like twenty percent. Yeah, right. But where you just have this like continuous spread of damage, or if you made her one apply like on hit effects, I think that would be kind of cool, right? Yeah, so if you could bop people with it up. to, yeah. She's, I mean, she's even got cleave basics, and she's boring. Come on. Yep. I mean, I th- I think if you if you made her one apply on hit effects, it'd probably be a little bit too Honestly, OP. Like, even even just give her two charges of her two, maybe, so that she actually has a jump that's a jump, and not like a slow right, right there. gallivant through I'm the sold. air. I'm sold. Give me a second charge on 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 her two. I'm sold. That's all you gotta do. Like sold. That could be a oh. pretty simple maybe fix like you know maybe that would make her more fun because then you could jump in and still have your two up for the for the one but actually use a jump that's ever gonna fucking hit because otherwise they're like staring at you having a picnic while you are in midair yeah so so my argument there just to play devil's advocate and right. again this is something i've learned from from ajax right and and by the way, getting to work with him is like the best part about being an Olympian. The guy is an absolute fucking genius and he cares so much about this game. It's amazing. Yeah, I hope to someday be able to. That would be awesome. But but if I'm if I'm a Nike, if I'm a designer, a game dev or designer, right? And I'm looking at Nike and I say, okay, we're going to give her two charges. What two abilities are you realistically going to use those on? It's going to be your one and your ult. And that's it. Yeah, right? Your three. That's true. There is no situation where you would be totally screwed if your three went off at the normal speed, right? So realistically, all you're doing by giving it a second charge is saying, well, we're going to buff the one in the the four, and we're going to make the two a useless ability that you just have to activate. So when you want to talk about player frustration and feels bad, a Hmm. useless ability that's a fucking meme is like the worst. Mm-hmm. right okay. so i would almost say to counter that okay you buff the damage or you buff the one so it always hits three times and you buff the alt so it's got 80 percent of the shield that it would have if you had activated it and then you just make the two a completely different ability you know i, what I mean be Some- so hyped for that I mean, yeah honestly. so so but that's the way that i would look at it is okay if that's if you know if that's a proposed change well really all you're doing is you're making the two useless and you're buffing the shit out of the one and the four Right. So, mm-hmm. so how do you do that? You know, maybe you give it a half buff on the one and four, and then you give the two uh, some completely different effect with some lockdown or something like that. Because realistically, like you look at a lot of the other warriors, and she has no CC. She's got a slow and a She's cripple that, that you have to fucking combo to hit. Up. Yeah, the knockup. But but again, you you have to put yourself hilariously out of position to be able to use it. Oh yeah. Right. 
That's the life of the support, a walking he, relic and body bag. Well, even a tear, right? You think of like a tear, right? I can, I can cripple you or, or I can disarm you. I can knock you up. Um, I can slow you while I'm going on my merry way, trying to get away from you, right? With Nike, it's like, okay, I can either use this aggressively or not. So anyway, that would be my argument is, is just give the two a different effect, buff the one and four, keep her passive the same because it's awesome. All right, the next one we have is from Vio. He says, your thoughts on the Olympian program now that some time's gone by. What are your views on it as a whole? Is the successes, areas that can be improved, and how would you rate satis- your satisfaction with it? Uh, personally, I, I mean, out of 10, I would give it a 15. Um, I, I've played a lot of games, like a lot of games, and a dev community, or a, a a dev that is so invested in their community that they want to do something like this is never heard of. Look at Bioware and EA and all these other games where, you know, they have one mouthpiece for something that legal has allowed them to say, right? And their level of community engagement is who they pick for their mods on their, you know, their subreddit, right? And then you look at something like the Olympian program, which is like, first of all, you know, I I thought it was going to be something completely different. I thought it was going to be a, and, and, a, and I've been involved in the high risk community long before the Olympian thing happened. So, you know, I knew a bunch of the guys over there. I thought it was going to be, you know, this program that they were going to do just to appease the neckbeards on Reddit um, who say that they don't listen. And we'd get to go in once a month and give our feedback on the game and, you know, then Ajax would pat us in the head and say, very good, but here's why you're wrong, but it's okay that you tried. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, and there are some moments like that, right? No, and don't get me wrong. We have, we have a lot of discussions <laughs> and there are some moments like that. We're not Ajax specifically, but you know, you yeah, come to yeah. find out that things are way more complicated than, than you'd ever think they are. And it, it's kind of funny because you go from being somebody who has no appreciation for the jobs that they have to do. Right. And sitting on the outside looking in and saying, well, it should be really easy to add this UI element that seems like it's insignificant. Right. And then you get the insider knowledge of what it takes to actually get something like that done and what the cost is that somebody else can't work on because you want an X button in the top of your launcher at the lobby to close your game out. Right. Right. And and it's that level of perspective that I think has been like the coolest thing for me is you get to see how the car works. Um, And it gave me a great appreciation for what those guys do, which is why you often see me run to their defense on Reddit or Twitter or wherever, when somebody bitches about some bug. And the reality of it is, is that there's 20 to 25 people that have to get involved just to figure out what it is. Right. I'm not gonna. I can't even get on Reddit anymore. I just can't even read it. Yeah, you know what? It's good for some things. It's bad for others. And and I think, I think Reddit as a whole, for a smut from a smite Reddit perspective, is shifting to where it's becoming a lot more productive. And I think that that has a lot to do with the state of the game. Um, you know, when a game is in a horrible state of balance, it's very easy to sit there and go, "Yeah, no, there it is. There, that's the thing that's wrong, right there, right." Mm-hmm. And when everybody's distracted by stating the obvious, you get you rarely get constructive um, involvement from the community. 
right? Like, look at look at the EA Bioware Anthem thing, right? Mm. The number one complaint on their forums all day, every day is, hey, I really don't like the way loot works in this game, right? And people have been saying that shit for six months or, or however long it's been out, four months or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? It's never anything constructive. It's never anything they need to fix this. It's It's an outrage that you don't talk to us. And your loot needs to be fixed every single time. Well, if that wasn't the bug, they'd find something else to whinge about. But the reality is when the game is in a great state of balance and the only things that are problematic are these little UI bugs that irritate the shit out of some people and not others, you start getting down into like the meat of like what frustrates people and the reasons that people stop playing a game and, and things like that. And that's that's really what you want to solve at the end of the day. So... um. I don't know. I used to be a big anti-Reddit guy, and especially after my last thread, like asking for feedback, like honest, constructive feedback. Um, I'm starting to uh, to join Team Reddit. Hell so, yeah. all right, we got time for one more question from Mister Nip. He said, "I discovered you through a video of your best and worst moments. I was wondering how often do you buy Assassin's Blessing as a support? <laughs> I haven't done it since that that uh, Amaterasu game, and I hope to never do it again. And I never want to in- talk about Amaterasu. Oh my support. god." You know in what? my defense, in my that's bo- what happened to Yuki against that Erlang. Remember, he accidentally bought. Oh my god, that's blessing. right. Blessing. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh shit, that's what actually happened to him. He went out and was like, oh my god, he's so used to playing jungle, and nope. Yeah, yep. it, and that's exactly what I was just gonna say. In my defense, I think I had played one. <laughs> one game that wasn't jungle besides that Amaterasu game for like the four months prior. <laughs> so it was literally just automatic and programmed in my brain. And, and I'm pretty sure motherfucker uh, <laughs> that we won that game. So new meta. All right. <laughs> gotcha. Where's your argument? No, but it, yeah, that, that video was funny, man. I get a lot of comments on that video because so it's, it, People don't know that Kurt and I are like really good friends. Um, like, like I I was one of his groomsmen. Like, we're good friends. Yeah, so yeah, when I a find, really cool guy. oh, Week is the man. So when I when I finally had enough content clipped together to make a fails video, I literally was like, "Hey, I'm gonna publish this. You should do a roast video and <laughs> make a bunch of money on YouTube with it." Because it got like you know a couple you know thousands thousands of views or whatever it was. And he's like, all right, bet. Like, I literally went in there and found the the worst shit I could. The absolute worst. Over the course of, like, two years. Just so it would be a funny roast video and he could, you know, crack on me. And he <laughs> said a whole bunch of mean things. And I saw it before he ever posted it and all that other stuff. And it, it, it was just, it, it was a meme between two friends. It was funny. Right. Hell yeah. That wraps it up for that. That wraps us up for the week. So, do, uh, first off. Thank you for coming on the show. It was a blast. Yeah, today. thank you for having me. Yeah, I know, right. I, like it's kind of funny. I'm usually in a better mood, but I'm like super salty, granddad today. I don't know what it is. Oh, hey, I feel <laughs> sometimes you got to get the rant on, and that's okay. It's okay, man. Um, so, uh, you know, usual here, you know, folks, you know, feel free to hop by the Discord if we missed anything, you know, or said anything stupid and need corrected. But probably uh, me. Probably me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually the one that's out of position. So, uh, anyway, uh, am I allowed raisin, to plug myself? That's what I was just <laughs> oh, going to say. Yes, plug sir. the fuck away as much <laughs> as you want to. All right. No, yeah. Thank you guys again for having me on. Uh, those of you guys who are listening, if you've never been my stream before, uh, I am the penultimate 
help you get better at being an average smite player, right? So I used to the I used to call it like better than bronze, right? So if you want to take your game from a low level understanding to a medium or you know medium high level, I'm not going to turn you into a diamond player. I'm not going to turn you into a masters player, but um, I like to think of myself as like the Bill Belichick of smite, right? Where I probably couldn't throw my pads on and go out there and throw the ball around with Tom Brady. Uh, but I know enough about the game that I, oh, I feel like I'm man. I'm fairly intelligent at it, right? So uh, I'm not a Belichick fan, but the guy's very smart. Um, uh, I'm a, lost me there. I'm a Steelers guy myself, so uh, not a Belichick guy, but it's a recognizable name. But yeah, no. At the end of the day, like I exist to help newer players or players who are less confident overcome that very very steep initial learning curve when it comes to getting good at, at conquest and having fun with the game. Uh, so stop by anytime twitch.tv slash Rathen W R A I T H Y N or Rathen one on Twitter. Uh, I am a Twitter spammer. So you will hear lots of me if you follow me. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see you guys all in the chat and uh, would love to come back again for another episode. You guys are amazing. And I love what you guys do for the community. Have fun. Thanks man. It's funny. Uh, you, you said that, but I, I've seen a video where Ducky said you were the dominant. Smite player. Uh, Ducky, I feed on a weekly basis. So <laughs> if he talks shit, uh, he knows that it's going to go from steak and chicken to uh, Brussels sprouts and uh, I don't even know. What's uh, something I make that's horrible? Stew. I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, well, I, I do too. That's a funny thing. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm going to make I'm going to make Beagle doesn't like them. I'm gonna make stew in the middle of summer in Atlanta if he uh, if he talks any <laughs> shit. All right, hey guy, how how can folks uh, track you down? You can find me on Twitter at G Smitey. You can find me on PlayStation at Guy All Smitey with an underscore at the end, and you can find me on all other platforms at Guy All Smitey. Dan, you can find me on PlayStation Island at Dirt X Nap X Dan. And you can find me on the rest of the crossplay continent at Dirtnap Dan. And I still haven't made a Twitter for myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't like it, but I'll try. I promise. Uh, and the Twitter out there. There you go. Hey, well, I know what Come I'm doing. Now. No, no A. No A. No A. I know what I'm doing. Ask Boy Push Podcast with no A. None. Uh. Good, yeah, you good need job, to make Dan. a Twitter for yourself. I can't tag good you job. anything. It's so annoying. Yeah, you get your own Twitter. Good, get that done good tonight. Lord. That's your homework. How old are you? Like 50? <laughs> 50-year-olds oh. have Twitter accounts. Come on now, guy. Well, so, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, more 50-year-olds have Twitter accounts than, than I, do. Do. <laughs> I do. I <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, get, we're done. You can find Dirtnap's dad in... The Twitterverse and on PlayStation Island at dirt underscore naps underscore dad. You know, uh, you can hop into our Discord. Uh, you know, I have links to that on the pinned to the top of my Twitter. Uh, also follow us on YouTube if you have not already. We appreciate the extra subscriptions there. Even if you listen to us somewhere else, just pop on over to YouTube for a moment. Hit that little subscribe button. Helps us out. We appreciate it. And also, whatever platform you are listening on, let that platform know that you like us. We appreciate that as well. So, hey, you all know when it comes to dirt naps, you got to give them before you take them. And when all else fails, yeah, all right. So you guys want to hear the biggest spoil 
from the midseason patch. And uh, I know Ajax doesn't listen to this, so he'll never, ever, ever uh, hear that I've, I've ex- leaked this to the community. And it definitely won't end up on Reddit. But there's like two gods that are going to get huge, crazy... And then there's going to be a conquest map change where they. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're going to. Which is definitely going to lead to players being more excited about. And yeah, so that's really it.